Build Conquer. I'm your host Sykes. Today we're going to talk about how to reclaim your life. After the last episode about what is going on in this world, I laid down some pretty thick and critical comments about, in short, the behavioral experiment that's being conducted on the human race right now. And I gave a few simple solutions, but I want to follow that up with what's more important than knowing what is going on, but what you can actually do to reclaim your life back. The first thing I'll say before I start the list is you will not reclaim your life by trying to fix everyone else's. You're not going to reclaim your life by worrying about what everyone else is doing and condemning and criticizing it and running around on social media, being a tough guy or gal, telling everybody about I, how much you know about everything and how you need to do this and this and that. You know, it's kind of like getting electrical advice from your plumber. Don't be that person. Now, some may say, well, you're throwing out advice here, Sykes. This is what I do for a living. This is what my life is. So with that disclaimer, do whatever you want to do. But I'm going to give you a nice handful of tips to reclaim your life. And it's what works for me, and it's what works for a lot of people, a lot of my students, a lot of my friends. So, like a car, you know, test drive it. See if it's for you. If it's not, park it and find another one. But I truly believe that if you follow these things I'm about ready to give you, and you do them sincerely and honestly, that it will make a difference in your life. Now, I'm not going to tell you your life's going to be perfect by any stretch of imagination. We all walk a tough road. Life's like an elevator. It has its ups and downs, and I'm not immune from that, nor is anyone else. And to be quite honest with you, I've struggled a great deal lately as I have tried to educate myself about what is going on in our society, match it up with the education that I have, match it up with the intuitions that I have about my own life. And I had to inundate myself a bit against my own advice into some of these things to really test my theories and to see if they were correct. And never once did it fail me. 
that I confirmed each and everything that I thought to be true and believed to be true was. And so I use these things to get myself back on track when I'm not feeling like the best version of Sykes. And when I feel like I'm sliding a bit from my optimum belief of believe, build, conquer. So here we go. Here's some steps to start reclaiming your life. In the current climate of our social world, the first thing I can tell you to do, number one, I want you to turn off the news. For the first time in a very long time, I decided to watch a little bit of news. Now, this is something I highly recommend you don't do, but I wanted to test my theory. I kept telling everybody else to, you know, back in an episode I had, I think it was episode one on 101 or 102, Hypnotic Rage Media Detox. I was talking about this before it was cool about turning the news off. It's garbage. There's nothing there for you. And so I started watching a little bit of both of the American political landscapes because that's all it really is. It's, it's corporate-driven interest garbage of hypnotic echoes and auto-suggestions that they want you to take. They want you to be afraid. They want you to be concerned. They want you to be angry. These were all my beliefs and thoughts. So I was like, let's test this theory. So I did a lot of investigating on mainstream media and watched it. Just took it for what it was. I found myself in a matter of weeks being one of the most angry and upset and uncharacteristically fearful individuals. And it was like a train wreck. I, I was having a hard time getting away from it. It's, it's so compelling to continue to watch. Like there's something there for you. It's just like the dangling the meat at the end of the stick that's tied to your back. And it's just out of reach. And you just keep walking towards it. And there's no reward. It was debilitating nearly to me. Two weeks of it. And there's people that watch this stuff morning, noon, and night. Every day. And it's no wonder. Behaviorally and socially, we're a train wreck right now. Turn off the news, man. It is a toxic mixture of just some of the nastiest stuff. And I don't care what your political affiliation is. And is there some truths in it? minor amounts with a whole lot of toxic fluff and and a lot of suggestion for you to go to one side or the other and the other is the enemy and quite simply it is one of the worst things that I've experienced in quite a while I didn't even tell anybody up to it including my wife this is the first time I've even spoke of it that I did this experiment and it was nasty, man. And it's been 
a tough recovery over the last few days, trying to shake my head loose of it and just completely turning off any of it and just avoiding it like the plague. Turn off the news, people. That's that's first and foremost. I promise you, if you turn it off and you stay away from it, you will find your life will improve rapidly, at least from a mental health perspective, very quickly. I'm going to piggyback that with the second thing. I would recommend detoxing from or simply quitting social media. What a shit show, man. From Instagram to Facebook to Twitter, we have a bunch of keyboard experts that know everything about what's currently happening. And they will be the first to line up and stick out their chest and tell you what someone told them and they just continue to echo it. I struggle to even go on social media at this point. I've even contemplated getting rid of my cell phone and actually going back to a flip phone where I can take phone calls or maybe just simply changing my cell phone plan to a text and call only with no data. Social media, whether it was a planned design or whether it was an accidental happening, and I think there might be a, the truth might be somewhere in between all that, but it is really destroying us as people probably equally as much as if not more than the news mainstream media social media yes you know do you like the cute puppy pictures that you see or do you enjoy seeing the family across the country or the world that is enjoying a birthday party i'm not saying that every single thing about it's bad but what i would say is that the good does not outweigh the bad. It's turned a lot of people into spiteful and hateful people who are pushing agendas. Pushing agendas that they they don't really know anything about or have any reason otherwise to do it other than just they heard it and it resonated with them and they want to echo it. And they don't even know the truth. And if that's you, I would encourage you to stop doing that. It's bad for you, I promise. And some may say, well, gee, Sykes, what about you? I'd invite you to go look at my social media. This is not a shameless plug. It's an offer of truth. Jeremy Sykes, J-E-R-E-M-Y-S-Y-C-K-S. I dare you to go through and find anything that I've put up that stirs the pot or has negative connotation that tries to push people in a certain 
direction other than for the good of themselves. But what I would say is there's not many people that can make that claim. Now, this doesn't make me special. doesn't make me better than anybody else because I'm certainly not. But there's so much trash on social media that I kind of want to be that island of reality in an ocean of diarrhea, which is social media. You know, the realness, not, not the propaganda, not the fakeness and the delusions and all the garbage. Just a beacon of a little bit of sanity, a beacon of a little bit of hope. And I'm not even a big fan of the word hope, but I just want to promote good things, whether people like it or not. Because at the end of the day, it's important to be good to people and be helpful and try to serve others. And we'll get to that here, a little bit more about that here in a moment. But I think you all know, I don't think it's a surprise. And I think most people know that things like Facebook is like the, it's like the Walmart or the Dollar General of platforms. It's, it's just, it's, it's resourceful in some ways, but for the most part, it's just bad for you. So Think about how much of that you do. And if you're spending much more than about 30 minutes on that crap a day, I, I'd recommend getting away from it. And you'll watch your life improve dramatically. Be a lot less stressed out and depressed about things, too. Number three, get a good sleep pattern going for yourself. I actually screwed up my sleep pattern to test this. And I have an amazing nutrition coach named Zach Brinker uh, of the Alpha Energy Method. Highly recommend checking him out. But he taught me that getting a good sleep pattern was going to be optimal for my health. And he wasn't kidding. I for the better part of a year, went to bed within an hour of the same time every night and woke up within an hour of the same time every morning. And it changed a lot about my mental health and it changed a lot about my physical health in a good way. And I'm very grateful to have learned that lesson. Now, I'm not going to tell you how many hours to sleep. I, I truly believe that the classic eight hours of sleep it's a good benchmark, but it's it's not for everybody. Some people do fine off five or six hours. Some people need 10 or 12. Whatever that is for you, that's fine. Just make sure it's consistent. And for all of you entrepreneurs that listen to my show out there, that's like, I'll sleep when I die. I sleep two hours a night. Stop with the bullshit, man. Stop with the bullshit. I promise you, I tried that crap when I was in my 30s and about burnt myself into a grave. Don't do that crap. It's stupid. It is a myth. And whoever told you that, I, I would personally challenge and debate them that that is absolute bullshit. 
get you some sleep, get you some consistent sleep, even if it's four or five hours, if that's what your body takes, fine. Go to bed at midnight, get up at 4.30 a.m. If that's, if that's you, that's you. Me, I'm kind of a 11 a.m. to, or I'm sorry, 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. kind of guy. Oh, and these people tell you you have to get up at three or four in the morning and grind away. Cut that shit out too. That, that is not a guarantee of success. It does work for some people, but I also know successful people that sleep until 10 a.m. every day. And they're far more successful than I am. But they're consistent. And the consistency is key. So get a good sleep pattern and stay consistent with it. And that is going to help you to reclaim your life. Number four, eat good food. You know, I'm not wildly world traveled. I've been to some other countries, but one thing I will tell you as an American citizen is 75% of the food we have available to us is absolute garbage sugary, processed, nastiness. You know, they, they want to talk about health. And when I say they, specifically meaning the media and stuff, and I'm not going to go back into that too much, but, you know, we're worried about everything that's going on in this world. And we're told to hide in our house and take a vaccine and take medicine, but and that's to each their own on that decision. But nobody's talking about eating good food, like the crap that we're eating, you know, going through fast food drive throughs um, you know, eating triple cheese pizza every day, you know, frying up a pound of bacon and eating it in one setting, even though I do like bacon. But the point is, is the moderation of things. I'm not saying you can't have some of the crap that's out there, but you know, like last night I, I fried some, or I should say grilled some lean steak and had some plain white rice. I grilled some zucchini and green peppers with it. And that was my dinner. I didn't crash. I didn't feel like crap. I felt amazing. If you're not sure how to do it, there's a lot of places out, out there and a lot of people that will tell you, that can show you good things to eat. And it's not a dozen jelly donuts and a box of Captain Crunch. And then you finish off the night with you know, quadruple cheese and pepperoni pizza and then suck it down with three pints of beer. It's not going to give you a good life. Again, that occasional day, sure, man, have at it. But if you're doing that every day, you're not on the way to reclaiming your life. You're on your way to a laundry list of bad outcomes. And I learned that when I was, you know, at my size five foot 10, I was about 200 pounds. And most people say, well, that doesn't sound too bad. Generally it's not, but it, that 200 pounds was not in the right places. And then when I started working with my nutrition guy, Zach, and started exercising 
exponentially uh, and doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I got down to 178 pounds. I felt like an entirely different person. So I did that by eating good food. And the one before, number three, getting a good sleep pattern. Another thing that kind of goes along with the food is number five is get your gut health in order. Now, when I say this, my disclaimer, so I don't get sued by anybody, is I'm not a doctor. This is simply something I tried. So establish this for yourself. However, I've made sure to add gut health into my life. And you can do that in a lot of ways. You can get probiotic yogurts, not like just the super cheap crap that's just full of sugar. And, you know, you want to get something that's really good. You can get yogurts. You can get kefir, which is like a kind of like a liquid yogurt. Um, kombucha tea. Be careful, don't drink too much of that. It'll tear your guts up and get you drunk. But moderate this stuff and get just a little bit of gut health. Uh, they also have something you can get at health food supplement stores called acidophilus. Make sure it's got billions of uh, what I call shit-eating bugs in it, the bacteria, the stuff, the, the good bacteria that you want inside of you. Research that for yourself. Again, I'm not a doctor. But I'm telling you, since I've worked on my gut health, it helped me keep weight down. It helped me keep terrific amounts of energy and overall just better health. And that's another thing that's helped me reclaim my life to get that gut health in order. Uh, just research gut health and you'll learn more about it. Number six, start getting good things in your brain. I'm a big proponent. I read books. I read lots of books. When I don't have as much time to read books, I hit audiobooks. I hit podcasts and not just any podcast, but stuff that can teach me things, stuff that can empower me more. Not like opinion based stuff, but things that I can latch on to and really. Give it a try. I mean, some of it may be opinion-based, but it's at least something I can take a look at and investigate for myself. If you're listening to this podcast, good for you, because these, these are the kinds of things you want to listen to. Some, some of the other ones that I, I recommend, listen to the Alpha Energy Method with Zach Branker. Listen to Real AF with Andy Fursella. Listen to the Ed Milat Show. Listen to Jim Quick. It's called Quick Brain. Really, really good stuff. And it, then there's many more. But find things that empower you. It, it could be subject specific too. You know, I don't know of a bowling podcast, but just as an example, if you're really into bowling, listen to if you've got your favorite bowler out there doing a podcast and he's showing you how to pick up a 710 split or the most effective way to do it, find things that empower you, things that you can learn, knowledge you can put in your head, things that are going to fill you up instead of subtract away from you. Also, too, get good things in your brain. Meditate. 
take time out, uh, journal, write some lists down. But whatever you do, add things that fill your life up, not take away from you. So get good things in your brain. Number seven is exercise. I cannot state enough of how important physical exercise is. Pushing your body hard. I've had some people and I've told them that, well, Sykes, I can't. I'm 400 pounds and I can't move. Okay. Well, then sit there in the chair. And start lifting your arms over your head. Do sets of 10, 20, whatever you can do. You know, do like punches in front of you. Do whatever you can. Kick your legs from the chair. Start where you have to start. And as you gradually progress, get out and walk. Even if you can only walk to the end of your driveway and back. And then make it to the end of your street back. Then walk around town. You know, go to the gym, you know, whether it be free weights or ellipticals, go in and just start moving, moving stuff around. If you don't know what to do, just start moving things around. You just get some exercise. One of my personal favorites is martial arts. It really kind of tests the mind, body and spirit. My personal favorite, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but may or may not be for you. Find the one that's for you. Get yourself somewhere where you can start getting exercise. Man, there was a time when I was so poor. I, I couldn't afford a gym membership, couldn't get access to a gym. So I just went and ran and would go through the woods and I would do crazy things like move big rocks around or move big trees, you know, whatever I could lift, run up hills and jump in the water and, you know, swim as far out as I could until I thought I was going to drown and then just swim back as I can barely catch myself. I'm surprised I didn't kill myself a couple of times, but, but the, here's the point. Your body is meant to be pushed hard and moved hard. And if you're not doing that, you are cheating yourself. You're cheating yourself out of a lot. To get out and move your body hard, it's meant to be used hard. And some will say, man, well, I get sore and I get tired. Man, I am sore and tired all the time, guys and gals. I am. But I have traded the pain of activity for the pain of inactivity. And 10 times out of 10, I will take that pain of activity over the pain of inactivity. Because while you might have some aches and pains and some bruises, you will be an optimum machine. Your body is a machine and you need to treat it as an organic machine and you need to push it and make it strong. So get out there and exercise. Number eight, you need to do at least one good thing a day for someone else. It doesn't have to be anything overly dramatic. It doesn't have to be you know, I bought everybody's dinner at Bob Evans today, drained my bank account. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, it's a great thing if you want to do that. But what I'm talking about is just one good thing a day. I mean, more if, if, if you can and it's in your heart, but just 
Get yourself in the habit of doing one good thing a day for someone. It could be as simple as holding the door for somebody behind you when you walk in a business. It could be just asking somebody if they need help with something, whether it be just to talk or, or, hey, can I help you carry that? Or, or, you know, your friend's moving. And as much as it sucks moving, you know, if help your friend move or, you know, lend a good book to them or just whatever it could be. It does not have to be huge. Do something that's uplifting and positive for someone. Give them a compliment, not a half-hearted, half-assed compliment, not like, well, gee, I like your shoes and you really don't give a shit. Like I'm talking about real stuff, man. I'm talking like something that genuinely you're like, wow, man, I'm proud of you. That's so cool what you did. Or, wow, I'm so proud of you because X, whatever that is, you know, you finished nursing school or, you know, or you won the fishing tournament. It doesn't matter what it is. Get excited for other people in that way and do one good thing a day for them and lift them up. Because then you will find that you will begin to feel better about yourself. When you expect nothing in return by doing good for others, you feel better about yourself automatically without asking for it. Just the world works that way. And then number nine, do at least one good thing a day for yourself. Now, that could be reading you know, five or 10 pages of a book. That could be the exercise that you do. Make sure, it could be other things. It could be simply like, I'm going to treat myself to something. Like, I'm going to go buy me a new pair of shoes, or I'm going to buy myself a new book, or I'm going to just go to the park and relax for a few hours. Whatever that is. I mean, it could be a million things. Do at least one good thing a day for yourself and be good to yourself. This is one of the things I've struggled with the most on this list of things. Sometimes I don't take enough time to do something good for myself. And when I fall off of that horse, so to speak, it makes a big difference. It is not selfish to do at least one good thing for yourself a day. Now, if you're spending the whole day doing nothing but looking out for you and no one else, you might have some problems. But what I will say is you need to give yourself a little bit of self-love. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. And you do need to realize that your life matters. It matters to the world. It matters to someone. Even the person that says they don't have anybody probably has somebody. There might, there might be some exceptions out there, but, but deep down, your life matters to somebody. And if it doesn't matter to anybody else, it damn sure should matter to yourself. So get out and do at least one good thing a day for yourself. Now, these are some of the main things that I do. I also have a thing that I call 11 Steps to a Better Life, and that's, that's on a more broad scale. 
and I encourage you, I don't remember the podcast episode. It was back before it was Bleed, Build, Conquer when I just called it Good Vibes. But I encourage you to go back and, and check out 11 Steps to a Better Life. It, it definitely changed my life in a more general sense. And these are more day-to-day things that I'm telling you in this episode. It's time to start looking inside for the answers to a better world. And it's time to stop looking outside for the solutions. The solutions are not outside of you. They're all inside of you. You know, we keep looking to other people for answers. Well, they got to have some answers. Somebody's got to have some answers for me. No. There is instruction. There is advice. There are bullet points. Even what I'm doing here, they're merely suggestions, and you can take them or leave them. I am not giving you the answers. I am giving you ideas. The answers are within you. They've always been within you. Nowhere else. And even if you don't recognize that they're in there, they might be buried under a bunch of clutter. But I personally believe, and it's been my experience, that when I do these things that I just listed off for you, that that, that little voice that's down inside there, it's still there. It's squeaking underneath that big old pile. You can start to take the junk off of that pile until it's no longer a squeak. It's the roar of a lion. And it will speak to you and it will tell you exactly what you need to do. Imagine if every single human being, every single human being did the nine things on this list. And this is just how they live their life every day. Imagine if every single person turned off the news, took a huge break from social media, or just simply got rid of it altogether, which is still a consideration of mine. If everybody got a good night's sleep consistently for a few weeks, ate good food, they got their gut health in order put good stuff in their brain, they exercised, they did something good for others, and they did something good for themselves. Imagine just for a week, let's just say a week, if everyone did that. I think we would come to find out that 90% of the problems that we have in the society, we'd find out that they're not even real. Yeah, they're like the boogeyman. They're just made up. It's all the shitty, self-damaging, self-prophecies that we tell ourselves, these absurd truth statements that we need to figure out. And that's one thing I'm going to leave you with. It got me thinking about something. It's something I've worked on with one of my mentors and that we've developed. And it's called absurd truth statements. 
And I'm going to give you a quick example of this before we kick out. This probably should be something I dive into in another episode, but I'm just going to give you a quick thing. And this is hard to do. We have to start telling ourselves our absurd truth statements. I was going through a situation in business where I needed to communicate with partners and some other business people. And these same group of people, I would consistently ask very specific questions to them. And they would either ignore me or they would give me an answer to a question that I didn't ask. And this continued on and I became increasingly frustrated to a point of where it was going beyond frustration. It was getting to a point of anger. And then I would get a little bit angry and then I would just become stern and I would just look at and be like, this is not the question I ask you. I ask you this question. Don't answer it with any other question. Answer the question I'm asking you. And this needs to get done and it needs to get done today. And we need to quit screwing around. So do not reply with anything else other than what I need you to answer. Because you've been dancing around it and I'm sick of the bull crap. Like, so let's, let's get it together. I'm asking you this question, answer this question and this question specifically for me. And then I would get, gee, Sykes, you're, man, you're being so abrasive. Fine. Okay. Here's the answer. And I'd get my answer. And then a day or a week later, I would have to ask these same people. And then we go through the same snare of self-sabotage. And I'd ask and I'd ask and I'd ask until I'd get pissed off. And then I would get kind of mean about it. And then I'd get the answer I wanted. And what I had to realize was that I was setting myself up for self-sabotage. These people were not getting upset until I chewed their ass. They weren't getting upset at all. I was the only one getting upset through this whole process. And I was doing self-harm to myself. So what I had to do is I had to kind of dissociate, step back and take a look at it from an outside view and say, well, what's actually going on here? And then I came to that conclusion. And I keep this right here next to me so that I can read this truth statement. And... me a moment here as I'm going through my notes to look for it. Your truth statements are basically recognizing what's going on at a subconscious level and bringing it to the conscious and realizing the absurdity of it. So this is the bonus on reclaiming your life. What I was doing is I, I, I stated this back to myself like I was talking to myself. I ask for an answer. Then I either get a poor answer or no answer. Then I get irritated. And I fear that if I won't keep this persistence up, if I don't stay irritated and angry, 
I won't get what I want because the only reward I was getting was when I'd get angry, I'd finally get the answer I want. So that was leading me to a self-sabotage pattern of doing the same thing over and over and over of asking for something and asking for it and staying mad in my own head, doing self-damage to myself when nobody else cared and then losing my shit to finally get what I wanted. And then the reward was I got what I wanted. So I felt like if I didn't stay angry about the situation, I would never get what I wanted. Now, how absurd is that? Now, can I simply go through the same thing and just ask someone for something? And if they don't give me an answer, just don't have a feeling about it and just write it down. Hey, in a day or two, ask them again. Don't tie an emotion to it. Just go two days, ask them again. They don't get the answer. Okay. Wait a couple of days, ask them again. Don't get an answer. Then reach out to them and be like, I need you to answer this specific question. Please do not answer it with anything else. This needs to be done. Let's get it done. Is it possible I could still get the same outcome while not doing self-sabotage and angering myself? The answer to that is yes, because I made that change. And yes, I'm still having to chase after these people. And yeah, there is that borderline irritation, but I'm not allowing it to consume me and anger me to a point of where I'm nasty about it. And yet I'm still getting the same results. Matter of fact, they've probably gotten better. So it made me wonder how much of it was actually my fault. And that's, that's really hard to do is accept responsibility and fault for something when you don't want to. And even when it largely really isn't you, but it still is. So I wanted, I wanted to, to talk to you about that real quick as well. Well, it's a little off subject, but it kind of ties into reclaiming your life. Admit when you're being absurd to yourself. And just if you think that something just keeps going a certain way, then you keep getting the same result. And you're like, why is this not changing? Reverse engineer it and, and ask yourself, well, how is this working? What is making it work? And I had to admit to myself that being angry was what was making it work for me. But I wasn't investigating another way to do it or another way to go about it, another capability that I could have to figure out how I can achieve the result I want without feeling miserable about it. So that's a little bonus tip. Truth statements and the absurdities of them. And then reverse engineering the challenges that you're having and figure out more ways to do it. Behavioral flexibility, it's important. So I hope that these tips were helpful for you today. This is what you can do to combat all this social bullying and badgering and all this hypnotic menticide that we're being peppered with. The best thing you can do is get inside yourself and work on you and help the person to the left and the right of you. And just don't subscribe to the dumb shit. Don't take part in this march with scales over your eyes. 
it's not going to lead you anywhere worth going. You can't fix anything else. You can't fix who the president is. You can't fix who this person or that person is. You can't fix what they're doing around the world. What you could do is you could start by fixing yourself. And if each person would do that, we would find that most of this shit's just made up and it'll go away. So thank you so much for coming out today to Believe, Build, Conquer. If you enjoyed this, if you got something out of this, please share it. Please leave me a comment. Reach out to me. Be happy to hear from you. Let me know what works for you. Is there anything that I didn't put on this list that you like to do that you find works well for you and that empowers and builds up and helps you to believe, build, and conquer your life? I'd love to hear it. If you didn't like it, then don't share it. Don't tell anybody about it. That's fine. That's, a, that's fair enough. But if you think you could help someone light their candle at your flame and from mine, definitely share this out there and let's try to make this world a better place. I think there's just way too much dumb shit going on and we need to get it right. And it's not going to get right on the outside till we get it right on the inside. So I love you all. Go out there and be that life warrior, that Vita Bellator. And believe, build, conquer your life. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>